Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Are you aware of the oldest murder mystery known to man? 5,300 years ago, way up in the Northern Alps in Italy, a man posthumously named Utsi was shot in the back with an arrow that severed a main artery. There, he likely bled to death in the extremely cold temperatures. His body froze and over time was preserved in the ice for thousands of years until 1991 when his remains were discovered. That's when Utsi the Iceman began his revenge-fueled killing spree. I'm Dave Wilkins, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories, Cursed Possessions, Utsi the Iceman. It is absolutely amazing what science can tell us about a life from over 5,000 years ago. The preserved remains of the Iceman were discovered in 1991 amidst sheets of melting ice on the Titsenjok Pass of the Similaun Glacier in the Tyrolean Alps. He was found on the border between Italy and Austria at an altitude of 3,200 meters above sea level. He's a well-preserved male human corpse, dark in color, and dates to the early Copper Age, indicating he is more than 5,000 years old. His belongings, scattered around the body, included a bow and quiver with arrows, a complete copper-bladed axe, a flint dagger with a wicker sheath, two birch wood vessels clad with maple leaves, remnants of a backpack, a leather pouch with small objects, fur and leather garments, shoes, and other minor artifacts. When scientists realized the antiquity of the find, the media response was overwhelming, and Utsi captivated the world. Through careful examination, scientists were able to determine how he died, when he was killed, what he had eaten the day of his death, and his overall health at the time he was killed. Scientists were also able to use CT scans of his reconstructed vocal cords to recreate the Iceman's voice. There have been several theories on the events that led to the Iceman's death all those years ago. One theory was that he was by himself on the mountain when he was ambushed by a rival tribe. That theory was debunked by Dr. Tom Loy, who through DNA analysis of the blood found on Utsi's clothes, determined that he was not alone at the time of his death. Another theory was that he was the subject of a ritualistic sacrifice on the mountain and was ceremoniously buried there. This theory might explain the events that followed the discovery of Utsi's remains. In many ancient cultures, sacred burials were protected with curses, and if the sacred grounds are disturbed, a violent curse would be unleashed. In this case, a curse that would claim the lives of seven people connected to the discovery. The first death was a man named Rainer Hen in 1992. Head of the forensic team examining Otzi, Hen was one of the first people to make close contact with the Iceman, picking up the cadaver with his bare hands to place in a body bag. A year after the discovery, Dr. Hen was on his way to give a lecture about the frozen remains when he was killed in a fatal car accident. Kurt Fritz was an experienced mountaineer who led Dr. Hen and his team to the remains after they were discovered. 
Shortly after the death of Dr. Hen, Fritz was leading a party of explorers through the Alps when an avalanche struck. Out of the entire party of explorers, only one person was struck by the falling ice, Kurt Fritz, and he was killed instantly. A few months after Fritz's passing, the only person granted access to the filming of Utzi's removal, Austrian journalist Rainer Holzel, died at the age of 47 of a brain tumor, only months after releasing an hour-long documentary of the excavation. The fourth death connected to the Iceman's curse was that of Helmut Simon, and probably the strangest of all of the deaths connected. Simon was one of the German explorers who originally discovered the body in 1991. In the years after the discovery, Simon had been bitter about not getting the credit he felt he deserved. In 2004, he was out hiking in the same area where he had made the discovery in 1991 when a freak blizzard struck. When he didn't return home that evening, his family grew concerned. A search party was formed led by Dieter Warnecke and the body was found. He had slipped and fallen 300 feet to his death. He was found frozen in the exact same spot the mummified remains of the Iceman were found 13 years prior. Simon was laid to rest shortly after, and within an hour of the funeral, Dieter Warnecke, the head of Simon's rescue team, suffered a heart attack and died. The following year, archaeologist Conrad Spindler, who first inspected Utzi's remains, publicly scoffed, declaring, It's all media hype. The next thing you will be saying, I will be next. He was, in fact, next. Shortly after making that statement, he died of complications from multiple sclerosis. The final death credited to the Iceman's curse was that of Dr. Tom Loy. Dr. Loy carried out a DNA analysis on Utzi, piecing together the Copper Age story of his death. He helped debunk the theory that he died alone thanks to trace elements of human blood found on his clothes. The discovery was groundbreaking, and the archaeologist was working on a book about it. The book was nearly complete in 2005, but the expert was found dead in his home in Brisbane, Australia, before he had the chance to finish it. Dr. Loy didn't believe in the curse either, but at age 63 and in fair health, his passing had been linked to the six others. Now, while seven deaths in connection with this alleged curse is a lot, it's seven out of hundreds of scientists that came into contact with the remains, and all of the other ones seemed to not have been affected by it. So what do you think? Is it a legitimate curse or simply superstition? Stick around as myself, Jesse, and Rob discuss the curse of Otzi the Iceman. gentlemen welcome into another episode of hometown ghost stories cursed possessions today we're talking about the curse of the Iceman otzi i'm jesse wilkins i'm joined by rob coakley yeah. <laughs> it's funny because i actually remember because i'm super old when this got discovered i was not familiar with everything that happened afterwards though no i was also kind of unfamiliar with the curse but joining us is dave who is familiar with the curse welcome in dave Thank you. Yeah, this was an interesting one because even without the curse, this is a super interesting story. The fact that we can go back 5,300 years 
and figure out what this guy had for breakfast and how he died likely is just baffling. Yeah, I enjoyed the different theories on the cause of death. And it was really intriguing to to hear how these people came to these conclusions. And I think if we're going to say that it's a curse, then the the one that we would probably dive into would be it was some sort of a ritualistic sacrifice that seems to hold the most water when it comes to why is this thing cursed? Why are people dying around it? Yeah, whether it was a ritualistic sacrifice or an assassination or an ambush or whatever, what does seem to be the case is that he was buried ceremoniously. So whether his tribe came and found him and buried him, we don't know. Or we do do believe we know that because they – the way that he was buried and the items that surrounded him suggest that it wasn't necessarily uh, like a hiking pack, like a survival kit that they had originally thought. They -hmm. think it was the way that those items were around him, that it was more likely to be a a ceremonious burial situation because they were found, he was found with medicinal fungus, which was preserved, which is interesting, an arrow, a knock, belt and pouch, flint tools and all tinder fungus, and uh, I don't know how to say this, but it's, it's basically a working flint and then a needle and an arrowhead. And they said that some of these items that he had on them, what, what, what they were made out of, it wouldn't be something that you would have traditionally carried with you at that time. Right. Because most, more... of those, most of those items sound like things that you would have if you're in that situation, arrows, things to start fire with. But I think the one X factor is the, the copper axe, right? Right. I think... Um... I really relate to this guy because as a single man, I also have tinder fungus at this point in time. <laughs> Gross. Too much information. <laughs> it's going to be difficult to start your family if you're just walking around with your tinder fungus. Yes. But yeah, so the axe makes me think of like old Viking deaths where you get buried with your weapon and probably other cultures as well. But it seems like that could be the case. Now they do have theories on whether or not the body was moved after he died. Um, the, the existence of someone else's blood on him, obviously he didn't die alone being shot in the back with an arrow. Obviously that's, that's not a way that you're going to die if you're alone. So right. <laughs> unless you're just firing arrows in the sky and ducking for cover, it's not a, not a great survival tip for those out there looking for things to do in the woods and the mountains. Um, don't do that. But so it sounds like at some point he, uh, it just doesn't sound like a sacrifice to me. That's I, what I, I was going to say. It, it, same like shot in the back. I don't mm-hmm. think that was the way they were sacrificing people. Right. But it didn't sound like he, he was some sort of nobility or a tribe leader or something of the sort, which is why he would have been buried with the copper ax. I think that's kind of the X factor there. Maybe some of the other things as well, but a lot of the things that you listed, I don't know what they are to be perfectly honest, but um, just from what, what I've seen on this, the, the ax is kind of the, the thing that leads them to believe that he was buried ceremoniously, which would possibly lead to why it's a curse. But you also have that this is also evidence to, perhaps his body was moved and they picked this location um, to, to bury him there. Yeah. I think that seems to be what, what the case was. And again, I think that the, the way that he died isn't really pertinent to the curse itself. I think that the fact that he was most likely moved and buried by his tribe, I think that once you disturb that 
burial site. That's where you would unleash a curse if one did exist. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree with that for sure. So uh, that all of that happened so many years ago, and they they found him in the early '90s, and it was a couple of German hikers, explorers that that stumbled across this body, and they obviously didn't know what it was. They definitely didn't know how old it was. How could they? And they phoned in the authorities, and that's when the archaeologists came out and took the body out. And then a, a year went by before anything happened. And that's when we had that first death of that archaeologist who, if you saw in the earlier video, if you're watching, they you can if you didn't if you were just listening, you can go find this video on YouTube of the excavation. They manhandled this corpse. Yeah, what are we doing? Literally. This thing is over five thousand years old, and they're just like whacking away with pickaxes, and this guy's going in with his bare hands, just yeah. <laughs> it's like MMA Dave training for a fight was what was going on. Seriously, it was yeah. wild. Yeah, it it was so. Dude, I'm not a professional. I'm not an archaeologist. I'm. I don't know how you would uncover some of these things, but I know it's got to be different because it's ice, right? So you got to kind of take that for what it's worth and think that they're chopping away at this thing because they they got to hack through ice to get this thing out. It's it seems like a miserable job. It's this guy's dunking his hands into the icy water to grab these like chunks of whatever fungus or you know the, the quiver of arrows or whatever it's watching that video i'm like i'm sitting i'm like god could you be a little more careful yeah the but guy yes. the guy's just basically like hey watch me put him in a rare naked choke watch <laughs> <laughs> there was one part where he just kind of like took his leg which was like almost coming off and just kind of like just chucks it off to the side it's like dude <laughs> this is like the most well-preserved human being from that age that they have ever found i mean even the egyptian ones it doesn't really matter how old they are but these are mummified and they have done yeah. um you know the embalming process or whatever it is that they do so they're not able to to get the kind of data that they were able to get out of this thing which was you know finding out what kind of food he had in his stomach finding out exactly how he died they were still able to pull dna strands out of this thing and 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 trace his family lineage they found out that he still had like like 12 family members alive today it was freaking wild what they can do but but it i mean i guess it's i guess it's fine because they were still able to find out all this stuff but just watching the way that they handled that corpse upset me and it's important to go back before we jump into the curse it's important to go back to how lucky these the this all of these situations came together for them to actually find this body at that, that sounds time. like it was super lucky for them right this thing <laughs> really worked out for everyone <laughs> no that's not what i'm saying but it's so putting that aside let's just say that whatever but just to just to find this thing and, and find out about the history of this and everything it's obviously a super important find didn't work out for seven of them but for the other hundreds of scientists that did handle this thing it did work out for everybody else but basically i guess they had had a relatively warm winter which or, or, or warm summer or something but something that caused this snow to melt enough to where this body was exposed because obviously he was kind of like half above the ice and half below i guess from like the waist down he was still underneath the ice so they they came across this body and they straight up thought that this was like a hiker that had just died they didn't think it was five thousand years ago they thought you know maybe a couple of years ago or whatever they didn't really know they just thought they found a dead body so they called the police and that was that but because of the off chance that they had a warm season to melt and expose this body, 
the fact that they probably found him pretty much right away. This was not a popular trail. This wasn't like a trail where hikers would commonly go. This, this was way expert. This is so 3000 meters is almost 10,000 feet. That's like to put it in perspective, if you're in, uh, in America and you know, Mount Washington, if you're familiar with that is 6,000 feet. So this is almost two Mount Washington's. So, you yes. know, it's, it's, it's a huge, people aren't hiking. This isn't like Monadnock. You're not just no, going to go for a nice. Nobody, nobody knows what we're talking about. If you're from New England, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Mountains, but I think Monadnock is one of the most hiked mountains yeah, exactly. in America. It's one that I can actually handle, which is saying a lot. So the, 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 so it's not a commonly hiked trail. They just so happened to be hiking at the right time and spotted this, this corpse and, um, if they hadn't found it like that day or in the next couple of days or whatever, this thing would have been, it would have rapidly started decomposing because it had been frozen for thousands of years. And obviously it's now exposed to sunlight and everything and all of the elements that it had not been exposed to for so long. So who knows how much of this would have deteriorated or decomposed and been lost. And basically it just would have been a skeleton who knows, but it was obviously not lucky if it's a curse, but lucky, uh, lucky find for all of these things to come together. Yeah, absolutely. Lucky find, but not for seven of these individuals. So the guy who was manhandling the the body, and, and to be fair, when they're extracting this thing, they did not know it was 5,300 years old. So if they had known that, they probably would have handled it with a little bit more care. Obviously, they didn't learn all this stuff until they got it back to the, the lab and performed all their tests on it. So... Either way, this guy, he manhandles this thing, desecrates the shit out of this burial site. And he lasted a year and then he was killed in a car accident on his way to give a lecture about the remains that were found. So at the time, probably how to handle them. That was probably what the lecture was about. Probably yeah, <laughs> how to handle <laughs> 5,300 year old <laughs> remains. Uh, no. That they so at the time I'm guessing nobody made the connection like oh this could be a curse because it was the first death it was a car accident it's just probably coincidence my guess is it wasn't until either the second or third that they started putting this curse theory together so Kurt Fritz who was the mountaineer who led Doctor Hen and his team out to the to the site he unfortunately he was I guess part of the excavation I don't know if he actually handled the body or not but he definitely was part of the reason that the grave site was desecrated. So he was the next victim of the curse. And he was the one, this one was, I thought this one was pretty weird. Now it wouldn't be uncommon for a experienced hiker mountaineer to be caught in an avalanche, but the fact that he was with a large party of people and the avalanche only hit him, it just seems real Looney Tunes ish to me and just too specific. Like it was, yeah, going, so that's just him. <laughs> Yeah. So w with a lot of these curses we deal with, we deal with deaths that seem to have nothing to do with this. And immediately when I found out it was car accident for victim number one, I was like, ah, just write that one off because it's car accident. But he did happen to be going to go do a lecture on the thing. This one, I still, my gut feeling is like it's a car accident. Car, ac car accidents happen every single day, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I, For me, I don't really put that one I, I wouldn't put that on the list of definite victims to this thing. The second one, I'm all in. Yep. It's an av it's an avalanche. You're dealing with an icy situation, snow, the same elements that this guy was in for thousands of years. 
and it was a large group of people only kills him you're absolutely targeted avalanche targeted (laughs) avalanche (laughs) slam dunk curse yeah yeah victim number two 100 let's go charge that corpse with murder yeah so i i'm with you on the first one i would write that one off the second one i'm also with you that that's just too specific (laughs) seems like it was an absolute like like a hit (laughs) basically Mm -hmm. And then number three, I think I'm going to chalk into the first column of probably not because the guy died of a brain tumor. Yeah, I was watching one video that said a sudden brain tumor. Like, a uh, sudden brain tumor. Uh, I, I, do, I do think that they can come on pretty quickly. I don't know if the, the word some, sudden would ever yeah, it'll, be applicable. but I think sudden is a bad way to describe it, but maybe he didn't realize he had a brain tumor and died from it or something along those lines. So Right, right. He was an Australian journalist and he was the one who filmed the, the excavation. So he was involved. So I guess maybe he could have been affected by the curse. It's just for me, the brain tumor seems a little bit too much like natural causes. It's the fourth death that I think is the most likely to be able to be put in the category of definitely connected to the curse. And this was poor Helmut Simon. <laughs> Poor helmet. Is that a is that a kid of Elon Musk? <laughs> Here's the thing: if he's wearing a helmet, what do you? Have <laughs> oh no, <Yeah>. maybe <laughs> uh, that is not spelled the same way. So, okay. Poor helmet Simon, who was just bummed out that he didn't get any compensation for possibly the biggest archaeological find in the history of archaeology. One of them, at least the oldest human that we've ever found that, that we are, that we have. At least that's that well-preserved. That well-preserved. No, I think it just is the oldest, the oldest one, I think. Either way, he was bummed out that he wasn't getting the credit that he thought he deserved. He goes out hiking, and he's an experienced hiker. He doesn't come home. His wife gets freaked out. They go looking for him, and they find that he got caught in a freak blizzard stumbles and falls 300 feet and happens to land in the exact same spot that the body was excavated from. That is bizarre to me. That is so weird because like, obviously the storm couldn't have, wasn't predicted and it's not crazy that he would have been in the same area, but it's crazy that he would have accidentally fallen 300 feet and landed in that same exact area. Yeah. I, I looked at a couple sources and I never saw, and I'm not, trying to debunk this, but I, I never saw the fact that he landed in that exact spot. I do know that he did fall 300 feet, crumbled, died there. But I, I was it actually on the exact same spot? Because if so, that that almost that almost sounds like a suicide to me. That almost sounds like, well, now I'm the Iceman or something like that. It almost sounds like maybe he jumped to land on the same spot. Yeah. If I, he did die in the same spot. I considered that it could have been a suicide, but you know, there's no note. And typically that there typically when it's a suicide, you know it's a suicide. They let you know one way or another, whether it's a note or if he said something to somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the possibility of suicide is even considered. And I have two different news sources. One is Mirror UK and the other one is Lethbridge News that both said it was the at the site. That is wild. So I'm glad I'm glad you confirmed that with actual news sites because that <clears throat> that's enough validation for me. Curse. Yep, that's curse. And then this, the next one, which is almost immediately, is the guy who was ahead of the head of his search party that 
when he that he died an hour after the funeral which is crazy so for me that that's the death seems really coincidental but the fact that he wasn't part of the excavation the original excavation like why would he be affected by this curse what was his connection to it again he was the head of the rescue team that went to go re- find helmet when he went missing well he went to, he went the, to, the, he site, went to the site but the corpse isn't there sorry. anymore yeah but if it's the site that was cursed you're That's still true. at the place where the de- the site was desecrated you could tie it in but it's column two for me i don't know actually it's rob so that's a good fast. point timing is wild man the timing is wild you know back it's in column close. one it's the curse it's the curse it's the curse so the next one was conrad spindler who now this is the guy who he died of, from multiple sclerosis complications which to me is like okay yeah he had multiple sclerosis and he died from it there's nothing interesting about that that's that's a thing that happens. So yeah. I would immediately put it into the, the not curse column, except that he said, quote, it's all media hype. The next thing you'll be saying is I will be next. And then he was next. <laughs> so <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. But still, it's just he had multiple sclerosis and he died from multiple sclerosis. I don't know how you can attribute that to a curse. Yeah, for me, it's column two. But the but the Iceman is laughing about that one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, he is. So, and then the, the final death was the archaeologist named Dr. Tom Loy, and he was the one who died. It didn't. I don't have a cause of death on him. None, none of the websites said how he died. It just said that he died in his house in Australia, and he was about to release a book on it. He hmm. studied the co- he studied the corpse. He did all the blood tests on it, and the DNA tests. So, I don't think he was a part of the original excavation, but he was definitely part of the process. Which, if you're looking at it from the outside in, you didn't know what they were doing. You could say they are violating that corpse. I yeah. like to think that um, he was sitting home reading his newspaper in his chair, and as he's sitting there, he gets a knock on the door. And he's like, "Who could that be coming at this hour?" So he gets up. And he looks out the window. He doesn't see anybody. And he opens the door. And another targeted avalanche comes through and kills him. <laughs> that, maybe that's why they left out the cause of death. Because they, they don't want panic about targeted avalanches. Right? You don't want the, the city to start going crazy about that. Yeah. No, unless it was that or like he somehow got stuck in his freezer. Those are, the, those are the only two ways I'm going to put this one in the curse. So I feel like either of those situations would have been mentioned personally. Mm-hmm. So I heard about it. So the we got is just wearing a hat and a tie with a suitcase, just, yeah. just ringing his doorbell. <laughs> Say what again? <laughs> oh man, yeah. So we got. First death, we're putting in the not curse category. Second death, definitely curse. Curse. Third death, no. Fourth death, yes. So we're two to two. Fifth death was, I think Rob and I had it in the definitely column with the heart attack after the funeral. Yeah. Um, I got that. Went no, to the curse obviously site. Went to the curse site. That's what swayed me. Yeah. 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 So we're going three to three to two in favor of the curse. Then we had Conrad Spindler, sorry, Conrad Spindler, who 
died from multiple sclerosis. So he's in col- column one. So it's three to three. Oh my God, we're down. We're three to three with the last death. Yeah. With the avalanche man avalanche. at the front door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have to. Damn, that sucks. The tiebreaker, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Well, I mean, put it I in mean, the curse the column. Thing, it's more fun. It, it, I mean, it's just, it is more fun. I mean, not the death. We don't like that people died, but the, the, the car accident, like we said, is normal, but he was on his way to a lecture about it. So like that kind of, it's just kind of, I don't know. I mean, you can kind of tie it. I know there's coincidences, but right. That that's a pretty big one. These curses are always killing people in car accidents. Yeah. True. Right. Annabelle, you could, you could make a case for all seven to be in the curse column, but car accident maybe i think i guess that one's one where i'm kind of a little bit more in the middle kind of leaning towards curse on but when it's a terminal illness or like a, mm-hmm. a brain tumor or multiple sclerosis or whatever it's just so hard to to be like it was the curse that killed him he would have survived another month or something you know, it's just it's hard to really blame that on a curse for me agreed but i think we're i think we're leaning curse i lean heavily on curse yeah i thought this is a this is a good one. It's just such an interesting story too, with with just how old it is and how many how many pieces of data they were able to pull from this corpse. <laughs> the it's vocal crazy. cord, the vocal cord thing, <laughs> is a wild ride. If you guys haven't looked into that, uh, yeah, yeah, they they basically used CT scans of his reconstructed vocal cords to recreate his voice, which sounds. Like they didn't get it right. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like if you listen to this audio, there's no he way. Part man, part duck. <laughs> but uh, we'll play it for I you. Will, right I now. will say that sounds like the voice of someone that is sending a targeted avalanche at you. <laughs> Here comes the snow. <laughs> so You don't know, so oh you're playing. Fuck <laughs> dude. Oh my god. <laughs> we can't play that on this show, but clip this for Patreon. <laughs> I will. <coughs> I mean, maybe he sounded like that. Maybe. I, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That just sounds like a robot. It sounds it, like the I'll, Cookie Monster trying to figure out how to talk. Is what it's like. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> like what are we doing? I like how they taught it as vowels. Yeah, he's been dead for fifty three hundred years, and the first thing they have it say is just vowels. Yeah, but I don't know. This was an interesting curse, and uh, it was one that, again, I remember when they, like Rob, I remember when they found this, but I didn't know it was tied to a curse, so that was interesting yeah. to discover. Yeah, I, I legitimately never heard about the curse that was tied to it. It sounds pretty thorough. It sounds like it could be legitimate. At least, at least, you know, three or four of them sound like, it. to me, it's definitely part of the curse, and then the other ones could be as well. So hmm. agreed. Yeah. What we, what we learned is if you discover a 5,500 year old corpse, don't put it in the sharpshooter as you're trying to take it out of the ice. <laughs> so uncomfortable watching that, just smacking away with the ice pick and chucking a leg around and 
putting the walls of Jericho and yeah, it was rough. Anyways, that's a good one. Good find there, Dave. Thanks. Uh, anything else? Nope. That we should discuss. All right, then let's uh, thank our patrons real quick. VIPs, Allison V, Dakota G, Donnie N, Jeannie R, Jennifer P, Lisa J, Mike Oubliette Blake, Mom and Pops W, Nick, Robert H, Demon King, and Inspires Gaming. Thank you for being VIPs. For other Warren's words, we have Amby Rose, Anna C, Kath Q, Chris C, LBPS founder, next HDGS guest, Cody G, DC, Lily, Jake V, Janice G, Mar Fire, Matthew T, Papa Squatch, Rachel B, Sarah Cook. We have Steph A of the Church of the Stephanies. Excuse me. Uh, we have Stitch Kitten, Sydney B, the other Rachel B, Adam S. He is part of the Ghost Pirate Mafia, as well as Al Capone. Al Capone's allegedly poorly clothed folding bed. We have Al Capone's allegedly poorly taxidermied wife. Alicia E. Anthony, how long can I make this anyways? T. Ashley M. Brandon W. Anthony. I'm sorry, Brennan, a.k.a. Major Archibald. But we have Captain McSlugs. Colby0204 believes Adolf Peterson was a patsy. We have Crystal Quinn. Huska. Castle. Huska. Huggy Bear. Joe R. Kelly Costa. We have Curly J. Michaela T. Mina h we have mariah m we have nuthouse queen paul from st louis pork sam from nepal sarah r solar flare soph hooper tall dave the big smag nasty tiffany h and xenu is my homeboy thank you for being members on patreon if you do that you get early access to episodes like this you also get ad free episodes bonus content all sorts of fun stuff vip members will be getting limited edition 100th episode hometown ghost stories commemorative tees i don't know what that word means but i said it what is commemorative <laughs> t-shirts it's the thing you put on your body just no what is, what is commemorative anyone know what that means i hear it all you, the time you commemorate yeah you come to commemorate well, what is commemorate to celebrate. it means respectively remember yeah which is the same so thing Rob said longer <laughs> remember the 100th episode it, it applies there right i just i've heard that in like infomercials so <laughs> that's what you get <laughs> I'm really intelligent. Anyways, uh, that'll pretty much do it. Anything else, gentlemen? No. To recall and show respect for someone or something or to celebrate. Or to celebrate. Yeah, it's a celebration of our 100th episode, which is coming up October 20th. Join us for the party. It will be in Plymouth Second Wind Brewing. Come meet us. Hang out. Hang out with some of the crew and uh, fans of the show and just the people of Plymouth because it will also be open to the public. So And The Rock. And not not be- like the wrestler of the rock. I mean, you're yeah, there for special guest. <laughs> the rock will be there. No, but even more exciting than Dwayne the Rock Johnson is Plymouth Rock. And it's within walking distance from the brewery. So if you want to get your fucking mind blown, we can take you to Plymouth Rock and you can look at it. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. And now no one's gonna show we up. Gotta, All right. We gotta throw the rock on the flyer and just have a picture of Plymouth Rock. <laughs> We'll Photoshop Dwayne The Rock Johnson's eyes, doing the people's eyebrow on it or something, and then we'll make it work. Instead of giving everyone in the VIP tier a commemorative t-shirt, we'll just give them a commemorative rock. Like, here, here's a little rock from... This is also a rock that was in Plymouth, so you can tell everyone that you took home a Plymouth You too have Plymouth Rock. You can can easily get it. You don't even have to come to this event. You just go to Plymouth and find a rock and take it home. Because yeah. that rock will have exactly as much historical significance as the actual Plymouth Rock. So. <laughs> Facts. Anyways. All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in.